up, everybody? Welcome to the Warthog Podcast. I'm your host, Izzy Searle, and with me is... Lucy Martin. How are you, Lucy? Hey, 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 guys. What are you doing? Who's... Go on, this is always a nice show. Move over. Honestly. But, but, but... What is happening here? I have absolutely no clue. It looks like Izzy and Lucy have broken into our studio, which is very (laughs) difficult considering our studio is currently in two separate houses. (laughs) (laughs) They're that good. They've broken into the Discord call. They've mm-hmm. hacked in Izzy with her elite skills. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Lucy would have done that then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, before, before uh, Ollie ruins the concept for the show, this week we thought we would invite um, our partners, Izzy and Lucy, onto the show so we can talk about what it's like to game with somebody else in lots of different forms. Izzy and I have been playing uh, a board game quite a lot this week uh, mm. and we can talk about how we were able to game when we were in separate lockdowns together. And I guess uh, you guys can talk about that too. Yep, you know, everyone is experiencing the same thing. If you've got a girlfriend or boyfriend who you're not living with at the moment, um, gaming is a great way to connect. And yeah, we can talk about that later on in the show. Exactly. Uh, And to kick off everything though, I think we should talk about what we've been playing specifically. So just any kind of game you've been playing, if you've not been playing anything recently... It's not too important, uh, but I can kick it off so you guys can get a feel for sort of what we want to say. And I was going to talk about the Control DLC, the Foundation, <laughs> but you know what? We talked about the Control enough already. It's just more of the same. If you liked Control, get the Foundation. It's only like 10 quid for it, and it's well worth it. Instead, I'd rather talk about Crater, the new massive hit Stadia game that was created by Sean, who we had it on the show a few weeks ago. Well, Created in part by Sean, he didn't do everything. He did the UX, didn't he? The UI design. It's all really, really awesome. So Crater is a lot like sort of Roblox or Fortnite creator mode. So you have some basic tools. So you've got a character with a skin and um, you can, uh, you know, some basic controls. You can move that character around in the world. But the worlds they move around in are created by the users. So it's not just about playing a game, it's about making them. And it's really, really awesome. So there are a few pre-built games. Uh, you can play like Prop Hunt. Uh, there's Gun Game, basically the exact same game from Call of Duty. Uh, there's Team Death Matches. There's Capture the Flags. There's a whole bunch of different things. And then the game gives you all of these tools, plus a load more that you can make yourself and just sends you off to go and design, play, and have fun. It's exclusive to Google Stadia. Uh, I've been playing it on there uh it's currently free i think for studio pro subscribers so if you wanted to play it like that it's pretty easy and cheap to get into particularly if you've never had google Stadia before because you get your first month for free as long as you have a gmail account and there's honestly not much more i can say it's for me it's been a lot of fun just getting to sit in this sandbox and just place objects in the world it's really intuitive and simple to do even with a controller i I think it can be a little bit easier on a mouse and keyboard. So I've been doing more on my PC, but, you know, if I just can't be bothered, I can just literally put it on my phone with my controller and just play around with stuff. And I'm having a lot of fun losing so many hours <laughs> in it. I lose track of how much time I've spent in it. I've I've literally had the thing where I thought, oh, I'll only play for an hour. And then it's been three hours and I had no clue where that time exactly went. Exactly what gaming does to you. Every every single time, you know, you think, oh, I'll, play, I'll just play one round. I'll play one, just for one more game, and then you look at the time and it's 2am. Um, it's cla- yeah. classic gaming, to be honest. We've all been yeah. there. No, but it sounds good, um, Crater. I am ashamed to say, th- sorry, Sean, I haven't actually played it yet because I 
haven't got Google Stadia. Uh, I refuse to. Evil. I refuse to get the Google Stadia service um, out of principle. Why? Out of principle of how awful it is. It is very, very shoddy. Um, but credit to them because it is on a Google Stadia for free, and it's one of the first exclusive games on there for free. I think. Yeah, well, it's it's free for Pro subscribers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've bought the game outright because um, again, I've been a Stadia Pro subscriber in the past, and I'm not the biggest fan of it. So I just thought, you know what, I really want to play it. I want to support these people that I know. Um, cause I know a few of the other unit two mm. uh, developers and designers as well. So I thought I'll, I'll just jump in, bite the bullet. And yeah, it's, it sounds a lot like, sounds like Gmod a bit. Have yes. you played? Yes. Cause I really loved Gmod in the past, um, as a game. So I will, I'm going to get gaming PC in a few weeks. So hopefully I can jump in on Crater. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, really easy to do. Um, and it's, fully worth giving it a go uh so ollie what have you been playing this week i'm gonna talk about the same game i've talked about for maybe two weeks in a row uh i'm that boring breaking news i've been playing the last of us 2 again can i just say that like every night <laughs> when i call in it's literally the only thing i hear about for like a good hour and a half like about it's the controversies surrounding the <laughs> last of us that it's because i i finally finished it on um saturday Literally, we finished recording our podcast with Wilkie. Um, I sat down, exported the podcast, went and got some food, and then just got my controller, turned on the PS4, and just played it non-stop until about six o'clock. Um, finished it, loved it, was heartbroken, and just so many emotions at the same time. And then I don't want to talk uh, more about the game because I think I've talked enough about it on this podcast. You just need to go and play it. Uh, if you've got a PlayStation 4 at this point. Um, what I do want, what I did though, which is the reason I'm going to talk about it more this week, is whilst I haven't played it that much this week, I've just been diving into the like depths of the internet on the discussions which people have been having on this game. Because after spending so long deliberately hiding myself from anything related to The Last of Us 2 out of fear of being spoiled, which I almost was... Um, I managed to avoid it by muting a few words on Twitter. Um, I just jumped in to see what the comments were saying on Twitter threads, Reddit, you know, the whole whole treasure trove that the internet is. And I've just got to say, people just... Oh, so disappointed in people, to be honest. You just, people just love to hate on this game. Um, and, you know, I, I think people don't understand parts of the game, which is a big shame. There's a few really uh, contentious points out there, which, I, again, I'm... The point about this game is I just can't talk about it on the Warhog podcast because I don't want anyone to spoil it and I don't want to spoil it for you Hamish because I'm I am convinced that you will eventually break and get a PlayStation <laughs> so so I am convinced uh, <laughs> to <laughs> never talk about any game which is PlayStation exclusive and spoil it for you if I didn't have a dissertation to finish you're 100% yes. correct but I think I mean it depends like I've got to hand it in August, so potentially I'll have some time after that before a job, fingers crossed, that um, I'll have some time to play. So maybe, maybe, maybe yes. I'll get a PlayStation yeah. 4. But Highly recommend I feel it. like what I'm more likely to play first is the Spider-Man DLC I never finished. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll get a PS4. So, yeah, with your job. There we are. Yeah. Go on, Izzy, you can get it, and then you can spoil The Last of Us 2 for him. <laughs> I'll just play it. I won't let Hamish anywhere near <laughs> it, and I'll just be really cool. So what have you been playing recently, then, Izzy? I have been playing 
I don't want to talk about the thing that you think I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about Town of Salem. Okay, cool. Because Town of Salem, so I got really into it in my first year. Me and all my flatmates just kept playing it until 4am just because it's, I love it. So the whole concept is it's like a mafia game where it's the no, uh, the unknowing majority versus the knowing minority. It's one of those setups like werewolf and mafia. And basically I'm excited because I recently went back to it with one of my friends and they've just set up a new game mode called traitor. And the way that it works is so town of Salem, you have the, a small amount of mafia and a large amount of town and you have other roles as well and the way that this new mode works is that one of the town suddenly turns into a mafia and so it's basically changed the whole game because you could work out that somebody somebody could be confirmed as a town figure but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are town if that makes sense so i've been really enjoying that and because you can log in with loads and loads of people can play it and you can yeah it's multiplayer in that way it's a really nice game that you can just play with people so what you mean is so like how the game works Mm. in this new mode is let's say you've got like three mafia figures and seven townsfolk yeah at some point during the rounds one of those seven randomly joins the mafia team so at the start one of the seven randomly joins the mafia team but they've still got a town role so they still behave and look like a member of town so it's easier for them to blend in unless you're new Uh, to the game like i was the first time i played it i was the traitor and i had no idea what was going on and i lost quite immediately oh dear that's really interesting it's changed the whole dynamics of the game and how you play it and it's a lot of fun because the thing with town of salem is it's a very basic concept but there are lots of different game modes that they keep refreshing, they keep bringing in. And so it's always nice that every time you log on, there's always something a little bit different, a different mode that you can go on and have a go at. And it just changes the dynamic. And I guess the advantage of it, particularly in lockdown, is games that like uh, Mafia or Werewolf require you all to be in the same room right next to each other. So I guess Mm. with Town of Salem, you can be in very separate locations. Yeah, so a lot of my um, uni friends obviously were all in different locations now, so it's nice to still be able to um, actually hang out with them through gaming and chat with them through that and end up fighting against them in this game. Well, that's really sick. I honestly thought you were going to say TikTok. TikTok is not a game. <laughs> I know, but TikTok. that's what you've been... I thought I said, oh, what have you been playing a lot recently? And you say, oh, I've been playing a lot of TikTok videos. No, TikTok's... <laughs> Even I know that TikTok's not a game and I don't know that much about games. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, Amish, get rid of some games. No, I just thought you'd be silly about it. (laughs) No, I'm serious gaming. Serious Serious gamer. Serious gamer 101. So, Lucy, I'm secretly the player. You said you don't know much about games, which is not that true to be honest. You know too much uh, because of, you know, just eventually you're going to absorb some from me, I hope. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, that's the reason that I impulse bought Switch during lockdown because I felt pressured to because you were playing Animal Crossing and I wanted to play Animal Crossing. <laughs> what have you been playing? What have you been playing this week? If When I wore oh. Animal Crossing out, I think, because I was umming and ahhing over what to buy next and then you sent me a copy of Breath of the Wild. So the past two months I've been playing Breath of the Wild sort of like on and off because I find it so difficult. Um, <laughs> but I really love it, but I just find it so difficult so it takes me like ages to get past sort of like obstacles and stuff and then this week i've been 
stuck, like literally cannot get past the bit with the, is it like the Yiga clan or the Riga yeah, clan? Yeah, the Yiga the clan. Yeah, like I just cannot get past it, so at some point you're going to have to help me do that. Well, tomorrow you'll be, I can uh, maybe give you a few pointers on how to beat the Yiga clan in the game. But it is really good, like, because I'm not... Like, I don't know that much about games, but I think, like, the way that the scenery is and the, the way that you can just sort of, like, do anything so you don't have to stick to, like, a set sort of, like, path. I do mm. like that. Oh, the fact it's completely open world, you can just sort of jump into this... Yeah, exactly. ...place and go around. What's your favourite thing? Because, like, there's lots of things you can do in the game. Like, you can shield surf, you can just roam around looking for Korok seeds, you can do a whole host of different things. Like, what's your favourite little aspect i really like the cooking like when you make the different <laughs> like dishes even though i never make the right ones and it's always the like unidentified food or whatever but <laughs> you make the the burned censored objects yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i like i don't know i like the little noise it makes yeah. and stuff. just um oh. google how to make the recipes do what the rest of us do i didn't know you could do that <laughs> that's cheating you can't yeah, cheat that's cheating <laughs> yeah, you just, just cook the game. meat, and you get you get the cooked meat, and it's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you gotta you gotta kill the foxes to the. To oh, that. I don't want to do that though. That's the thing. <laughs> go for the vegetarian run. Um, if it, <laughs> I don't ever want to go into speed running because I think it would. I don't have the patience nor the time to do it. But I think if I had to do one particular speed run, my favorite that I've seen is the pet the dog speed run in Breath of the Wild. Where your goal is to, as quickly as you can, pet every single dog. <laughs> there are a lot of dogs in that game, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can pet them after they've like found a treasure chest, and apparently one of the biggest problems is trying to get them to eat the five apples you need them to. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of random luck. Well, but yeah. there's, there's a um, Twitter account, I think, which is just dedicated to dogs in video game, and it's called Can You Pet the Dog? Um, so it goes through every <laughs> single video game, like, can you... Or like ones with dogs in it, and it's like, you can pet this dog, you can pet this dog. <laughs> um, so I'd highly recommend anyone out there listening who loves dogs to go follow that account. I think there was a thing about uh, Cyberpunk 2077 where you can pet the dog or pet the cat was one as well. If, if you can't pet the dog and there's a dog in the game, your game is ruined, you know. 100%. <laughs> Animal interaction is key and necessary for a good game. Yeah, just... Just, just don't, don't think about animal interaction in The Last of Us Two. That's all I'll say. <laughs> you can pet the dog, but you can do a lot of other things to the dogs too. Oh, that sounds. <laughs> what? Ollie, that's what? What? Like Ollie. Ollie, that's so scary. What have you done? I was. You'll have to, to. You'll have to play it. I don't know. I was trying to think of some kind of. There's not really a very good segue into the news this week because we've got to start with some pretty horrible news. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go into it. I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna leave what we've been playing this week there, on that low note, and go into the low note of the first story, which carries on from our first story from last week, uh, which is that uh, several Smash Bro, Smash Brothers pros have been accused of sexual assault and paedophilia, which is again awful. Don't be a bad person, but again, it's just sort of continuing on the trend of all of these allegations coming out in gaming, which. Whilst obviously it's terrible that they happened in the first place, it's good that they're all coming to light. Yeah, I 100% agree that it's sort of good that people are finally having the confidence to speak up um, against their abusers in the past. So for Super Smash Bros, um, there's been some huge names in the community who have 
sort of being uh, called out by their victims over the past few days and um, a few of them, It's I can just name a few to, it was Nairo, uh, D1, Sinpai and Kitaro. Um, and I think one thing which really struck me was the, compared to sort of the last week's discussion when it was like, we talked about abuse um, allegations, this week it seems to be much more predatory in terms of, so lots of the people who sort of are in these positions to abuse um, people in the Smash Bros. community are doing it to young sort of children in some cases or just on the cusp of adulthood. Um, people who are trying to just about get into the Smash Bros. fighting scene, you know, try and make a name for themselves, maybe even make a career out of this. Um, and it seems that these are the people who have been abused the most. Um, so it's been like 15-year-old boys, 14-year-old boys being sort of preyed on by 25-year-old women, 20-year-old men. And I just think it's just awful that people in the Smash Bros. community act like this in a game which is so celebrated for being so accepting and for being sort of anybody can play it in this game. And it's just destroyed any aspect of the community, I think. Um, and I just think it's awful to see in this game. It's just wholly gross. Yes. I, again, I think much like last week, there's there's not really a whole lot more we can say other than this is bad. No. Don't be like these people. And if someone exactly. comes, comes to you that something like this has happened to them, help them, support them believe them and do be a good person to them but um carry on from other news from last week that's a little bit weird uh that was dr disrespect a week on we still don't know why he was banned on from twitch there has been no official statement from anybody as to why dr disrespect is no longer on the platform um he put out a tweet saying this early this week that Twitch hasn't told him why. It's certainly not uncommon for Twitch not to say why streamers have been banned and not really to be super specific on a particular aspect. But it's that I they haven't even said, you know, he broke the terms of service or anything like that. They've just sort of banned him. And it's a very odd situation because he signed an exclusivity deal with them. So you feel like they've spent millions on this guy. They're not going to get rid of him for no reason. But also, so it's got to be kind of serious but also how serious it is is sort of hard to tell yeah and i would have thought that um if it was related to uh the past stories we've talked about then it would have been sort of made public in terms of that person would have come out yeah and shared their abuse story i don't unless it was internal to twitch um you know again it's all just speculation at this point nobody knows dr disrespect claims he doesn't know um, I'm not sure because I know, as you said, Hamish, lots of well, people can get banned from Twitch and they will never find out why, which itself is kind of awful because you know it's their careers quite a lot of the time. Um, if you get banned from Twitch, I think you deserve to know why. But I think with Doctor Disrespect, the amount of money which has been sunk into not just like paying him to stay on their platform, but also advertising their platform as the only place you can find Doctor Disrespect. I seriously think they will have... It, it must be something serious. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll be like what everyone said about him moving over to another platform. A sort of new Spotify platform is the one I've seen floating about. Um, you know, he signed an exclusivity deal for tens of millions of pounds a year with Twitch. Um, and Twitch has seen itself as a consistent platform, whereas mixer you know they managed to poach shroud ninja all these big streamers but ultimately it just ended with them falling away and i think he 
I, I don't I can't see him leaving Twitch voluntarily. Um, and if you look at the footage of his final stream, it, 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 I don't want to buy into the conspiracy. There was people in the room telling him to turn off the stream. Um, that's been some rumors floating about. Uh, but you can see he gets a text and he visibly changes uh, his appearance, his demeanor, his whole sort of streaming. And he ends it with like a rather emotional sort of speech about what well, just himself um, and his attitude to life. Uh, I'd highly recommend watching that, but it's clear that something happened um, and he probably got text and you're going to be banned from Twitch or something. Yeah, I think hopefully at some point this will come out because I think it's right to know for people that at least I hope that he finds out why he was banned because I think it is right for people to know exactly what they've done wrong uh, I think it's a bit dodgy if some because mm. people I think in most cases with Twitch seemingly have done something wrong but it's good for them to know exactly what it was so they can grow and change as people I would imagine that it's maybe a business decision um, maybe yeah it could be that he was going to a new platform I, I think you're right that might be odd but who knows and then I wonder if the uh, the only other thing I can wonder is if maybe because of all the stuff's been happening, they've taken some retroactive sort of decisions because of the stuff he's done in the past. They might have gone, okay, in the past we didn't ban you, but actually, based on this new news that's coming out, we probably should ban you because we're, we're co- like Twitch is heading for a storm of all these streamers getting accused of various things. Yeah, that. They perhaps could have. Um, Specifically, you know, when he streamed, I think it was E3. It was during some big pr- uh, conference. He, he streamed in the toilet. It, it wasn't malicious. I think he just generally was like, I'm going to the toilet in E3. <laughs> hey, camera crew, follow me in here whilst I talk. Um, yeah, he's also not done. I, I don't know. He's, he's an odd character, um, Dr. Dis. But I mean, I guess half is his persona, um, but it will yeah i think it will come out at some point or other some twitch employee will leak it if it doesn't come out um you know they've yeah. in the past i mean that's how i guess we they found out that he was going to get banned in the first place and um, it came from a leak well continuing on our trend of stories from episodes past we're going to be uh, the next one relates to how the house of lords in the uk are calling for immediate gambling regulation with regards to loot boxes yay and yeah, well, we love it. That, we love to see it. Ollie, obviously, you're super anti loot boxes. I kind of sit in a middle grey area where I think they can be they can be okay, but they need to be done right. Me and Hamish have argued for so long over this. It's what, <laughs> it, it, we lasted days of just arguing back and forth, playing devil's advocate Good. for everything. I think they're bad. I think you should pay for something and get exactly what you pay for. And I think, especially if it's, you know, there's lots of younger people playing games, they should definitely know what they're putting their money into and it should be regulated. Obviously, these things like gambling behaviours, if you start that at a young age, not good. So I think it should be super regulated and I think people should get what they pay for and it should be things like, if you're obviously younger, you shouldn't be allowed to pump as much money into it. Uh, Hamish looks yep. so uncomfortable here. Should be able to pump as much money into it as if you were older. And I think it's just terrible, terrible. And well, Hamish wait. is going to speak now. Well, no, because the only thing I would say is, yeah, that's true. Like, if you're young, there should be protections. But I'd argue that in many cases, there are protections. Because you need to be at least 16 to get a debit card or over 18 to get a credit card. I think it's over 18. Um, so you have to be of a reasonable, responsible age and you need 
one of those forms of payment to be able to buy well, something you don't need online. to though you can if if you got given a um 50 pound credit for xbox live for your birthday or something you could just immediately sink it into uh fifa points and get some fifa packs and get nothing and then it's sort of starting to cycle again I, I, yes okay. Ollie, i agree then that i will give you that that's fair but also <laughs> To, I think to be able to buy purchases on stuff, you ha- you can set up parental restrictions, and you do need to be of a certain age to p- do purchases or have it set up as an uh, as a, an uh, an account of a certain age. I remember for ages I had a problem on Xbox because even I put in the, my birthday as younger than I was, so I had to like I why. I because I put it in. That's like the opposite of what you're supposed <laughs> to do. You put it as your older. I, I do you put have a secret it, identity. No, because I, I didn't. I put in the 16th of April, which is my the day in the month I was born, and then something went wrong. And I thought I'd put in 1998, but it just wasn't. It, I think it was like 2008. So it just thought I was only like 10, um, not. All. And so I was trying to. Oh, I might have even been like five because I've been 15. I was trying to buy stuff on the the, the console and it just wouldn't let me. I had to get my mum's permission to do it. I eventually saw. I guess, it out. like, isn't that the thing as well though? So like, say if like you little kids, well not little kids, but like if like a 13 year old playing FIFA and it comes up with like you have to get the parental permission and then the parents are just busy so they're just oh here you go like if it's just for yeah like two pound or something and they yeah. don't realize because once they've put their details in and then the kids have like a problem so they keep spending it and keep spending it and they don't and the parents aren't even realizing like then it's like parent your kids no no i completely agree with that i think some parents some parents will have no idea don't how understand. all of these game systems yeah. work and so they will just hook their card up onto it and then the kids will make these decisions and maybe I don't know the kids will say oh I'm getting something really cool from this and obviously the parents don't quite know what's going on because you can't, it yeah. must be so hard for parents to monitor every single thing that yeah, their kid exactly. is doing on the internet and on game gaming and that's a huge responsibility So and also some parents don't have that time some parents work long hours some everyone has different different family situations and it's not like these um game companies don't know what they're doing you know it's yeah. marketing it's basic marketing you know you if you want someone to buy your product you get them hooked at a young age you know because there's no point marketing something to a 40 50 year old because they are set in their ways especially in stuff like gambling you know they might be gambling on your pla- on this platform for years or they might be strictly anti-gambling you can get someone set sort of gambling from 14 15 16 They'll do it for the life, and you can ruin their life in the snap of the fingers for a basic profit. That's actually so true because they could actually develop yeah. it as a habit. Then it's it's part of their cognitive development. As I buy FIFA points because I I enjoy it, and then you go, oh well, what's a na- natural step up from buying FIFA points and gambling money on that? Gambling on actual real world football matches. What's the next step up from that? Putting all of my money on gambling for a high or a chance of winning big money, and then you know you go into the gambling addictions. Um, mm. And Hamish, I know, as you said, uh, I'm anti-loot box, but I think as well, loot boxes won't go anywhere. Um, it's just the fact that they will be only restricted to 18 plus games, which is fine by me, you know. If Overwatch goes to an 18 plus game or if they want to keep it in Call of Duty, all these games which are 18 plus, that's fine. I think the main thing is taking out FIFA because that's the big one. Um, It'll be Lucy, really I know you have some it, problems. Uh? Yeah, you have some, ex- well, not experience, but you know people in the past who've been spending lots of money on FIFA. Yeah, because when we were like, me and my friends, when we were like, what, 16, 17, we'd play FIFA like every weekend. And like, they would 
for Christmas and birthdays, you could buy like packs, couldn't you? You could be able to buy like packs for people's yeah, you birthdays. Yeah, you can buy FIFA points on um Yeah, exactly, Amazon. exactly. And they used to spend so much like money, like real money on the loot box things. I think you're outnumbered here, Hamish. <laughs> Hamish is just evil. He wants all no. the children to be hooked on this gambling. Just going back to my <laughs> That's Yu-Gi-Oh the quote obsession of a show. as a kid. <sighs> I don't see how a loot box is any different to a Yu-Gi-Oh card pack. And I'm just going to be sat over here. Honestly, still probably a little bit addicted to Yu-Gi-Oh. I think it's more that I'm sort of enticed into it so much that maybe I I can't see the problem because I'm part of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to see the problem because I have a problem. No, um... (laughs) uh, What I I think is that FIFA and some of these places do do it really badly. I think I, I sort of... I, I think I I do have some ideas on sort of the parental side of it. I understand that there are ifs and buts in there, but I I think the predominant thing is the way sort of so certain games have loot boxes tied into the actual you spend more and you are better is really really mm. bad. I think uh, the game I always go to because I think it does it best is a game like Overwatch where it it kind of makes sense with the the mechanics of the game that you want to encourage from your players. Um, you don't want them to have a single champion, so it's good for them to maybe get random items so it encourages them to play around. And it's all just sort of skins that don't affect the way you play. They just look cool. And then at the end of the day, you can still choose the specific skins you get. But like, yeah. I think it's fine uh, if it does it in that sort of way. And also, I'm also not the biggest fan of loot box in terms of them in the game itself. I do prefer to be able to get the the item I want. I really like Fortnite for that reason. I can see what I want, what I purchase. You know, today I did pick up the Captain America skin in Fortnite, but I knew I was getting <laughs> Captain America, and that was the big deal. I wasn't getting the Captain America loot box where I might get this or that. I knew what I was getting. A one in a hundred chance of getting Captain America. Yeah, I dropped the money and I got it. See, I don't see the payoff because Fortnite doesn't matter what skin you're in, doesn't matter what you look like, you're still, it doesn't add anything to your game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm still winning every single uh, game, getting all the victory royales. And so it doesn't matter what you look like. I don't see the value in that because when people on Fortnite, when other people see you on Fortnite, they see you for two seconds before I obviously... 360 no scope or whatever's cool nowadays. And I believe the only money that I've ever put, that I've ever, the only game that I've ever put money into is Club Penguin when I was six. And that's. When you were six? (laughs) And the reason why, the reason why I like that is because every time you, you get a membership or something like that, you also get a cuddly toy puffle. And I had loads of cuddly toy puffles and loads of membership. And I just miss Club Penguin. Uh, well, we talked about Club Penguin online getting closed down yeah. ages ago. Be- before before we move on from this story, I think I need to actually talk about what the story is about in terms of... We've gone on our nice loot box discussion, but there's actually been like updates to the story in terms of will it be banned or not? Because the House of Lords has said they are going to ban it. Um, but just, just to give actual context to this sort of story... You know, it, it won't immediately be outlawed. Um, it has to go through the government. The House of Lords is the second chamber. Um, so I've got a quote here um, from the actual sort of report, which I, f- I read the f- whole report. Um, I was very happy reading it all. Oh, dear. <laughs> Using that politics degree to, to good use. Hey, it's technically politics, so yeah. 
Um, it says, if a product looks like gambling and feels like gambling, it should be regulated as gambling. The government must act immediately to bring loot boxes within the remit of gambling legislation and regulation as per the Gambling Act of 2005. Um, they also mentioned FIFA packs ex- uh, explicitly in the report. Um, and then later, Lord Grade, who was the head of the gambling committee in the House of Lords, uh, said to the BBC um, that lots of other countries are starting to do this. And it's a smart move from European countries on their part because they can see the dangers of teaching kids to gamble. Um, And apparently most of the recommendations they put forward don't actually require any legislative changes. The government can just sort of snap their fingers, I guess, and include loot boxes in the Gambling Act. So they could do it very quickly. Whether they will, I don't know. Um, There's things going on right now. Yeah, is it? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think any... uh, political party has a stance on loot boxes to be honest um i don't know what boris johnson would say if i said boris johnson what do you think of fifa packs <laughs> oh, bro, i think they're really bad blustery <laughs> 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 yeah they're really bad but maybe people should do it i don't know go outside stay inside <laughs> uh. um amish has been listening to the tiktoks that i've been watching over my shoulder another thing that actually i think everyone can chip in on because we all know about harry potter content warning <laughs> Well, yeah, this is that uh, some of the Harry Potter game developers are rattled by J.K. Rowling backlash. Um, J.K. Rowling, the author of the original Harry Potter books, has recently come under a lot of trustworthy fire for a, 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 a her opinions related to trans people and whether they are trans women, whether they're seen as women or not. On this oh. show, we stand for the fact that they are women. That's fact. Stamp. And trans men are men. And trans men are men. JK and non-binary Rowling's. people and non-binary yep. people and etc 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 but um jk rowling doesn't necessarily see it like that uh she put an essay out on her personal blog that was very all over the place uh, just i just like awful. i just can't even comprehend like when she has so many fans that have like literally grown up with her books and then like there's our generation there's the generation before that read the books first time round, and then there's like the younger generation now that are like playing all the new like lego games and all those sort of games and i don't understand why she would want to like alienate so many of her fans and just make so many like of her trans fans and like followers feel so like yeah. you know like unhappy like I, I just don't understand like how she thinks like that but anyway what i hate the most well not the most i hate all of this but one thing that really strikes me is the fact that she's recently published another children's book and it's being taught in schools and so there's all of the children at the moment yeah. are again being directed to jk rowling and so if they like if they like her books, they're going to go to her website, they're going to see that, and that yeah, might be the first time they awful. come across trans issues, and they're just going to be miseducated, and it's just it's just bringing up a whole generation in hate and misunderstanding exactly. and misinformation, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's, I think, um, the one redeeming factor about this Harry Potter story, which we're talking about now, is the fact that the developers at this studio are just vehemently against every single thing yeah. jk rowling has uh discussed um the own they have sort of raised so many issues with it we're in private and sort of in public to uh, other sort of journalists and this rpg which is coming out i mean it won't actually touch trans issues i well jk rowling i assume has some sort of say in this video game see i wonder if not though well she doesn't have a role in specifically like they won't she won't be like a 
director or a sort of producer on this game, but it will be based off her story, and I presume she will be able to pull some strings if they made some stuff. Because one thing I saw online was made by Avalanche, I think, allegedly. But published it's, it's by still Warner not Brothers overall, and they're yeah, in the it's... movie rights, so they might have they might have more creative control over video game stuff. Because I think yeah. it's one of those things where you know authors at first you know didn't necessarily know what films would how films would go so they sell the film rights really cheap and now they sell film rights she's, for loads she because a, they realize she's like a billionaire though isn't she yeah so when jk rowling came along she sold the film rights to harry potter for lots because people at that time knew what it was like but didn't necessarily know what gaming was like so it's possible that she and and other people like um the witcher author i think made a similar deal probably might have lumped in gaming rights for nothing or practically nothing yeah. and then yeah but um so basically yeah they're talking about the rpg it should be said it's not been officially confirmed apart from the fact that these two people have said they're working on it and there has been leaked footage of it in the past but warner brothers haven't expressly said yes we're working on it and whilst this might be a time they would in normal sort of gaming timelines in terms of everything that's going on with coronavirus and everything that's going on with harry potter Probably not the best moment to talk about it. No, I I don't think if if it was announced now, I think there'd be it, it would it, yeah, it's not a good time for them to release the game. Um, I mean, I hope one thing which I've seen online is people saying that hope what there has been talk about and chatter amongst the Avalanche employees is they are thinking of doing a similar thing to what um the black what Warzone and Call of Duty did with Black Lives Matter, where at the start of a game it. Just it's just a black screen which says Black Lives Matter and like a statement on what they think of it and there's apparently rumours that the um, developers are trying to piece together some way to put at least somewhere in the game a trans lives matter sort of statement thing um, within the game just to make sure that people realise that this is their point of view. But would she earn money from it? That's the thing because there's the whole debate now of do you still pay for Harry Potter-related things when her and all of the charities that exclude trans people would benefit from it? I hmm. personally I do not want to do that. I assume she does make money from it still, and I feel mm. like a lot of people will probably just not want to buy it after everything she said. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, for quite a long time, I've been very excited for this game. Because the um, Warner Brothers, sort of their um, studios, when they work with these properties like the Arkham Asylum games, are really awesome. And they the gameplay is just so fluid and brilliant to play. And so the idea of getting to do that, but with Harry Potter, which is you know one of my favourite franchises, would be such a, was such a great idea. And yeah, now sort of the creator sort of muddied the waters of what this this series can be. Because I think almost ironically. A lot of people from the LGBT plus community, even though the books aren't super representative, by which I mean, I don't think they show any representation apart from stuff that's been retconned in, but sort of the concept of someone not feeling accepted for who they are, then going somewhere where they're surrounded by people that are like them and love them for who they are. It's this great analogy for LGBT plus issues. And so it's kind of disappointing that the author would sort of strip away all of that goodwill and then also sort of be just a terrible human being. And I think you're right that it, it it's going to be annoying and bad if she does get any money, because I think it's going to mean that for a lot of people that maybe were excited and for all these game developers that have been working tirelessly on it, 
might not be the best idea to buy it if you don't want to support her. And then the other thing is, mm-hmm. though, Ollie, I agree. I think putting some statement in will be really cool and should be done. Though I'm going to say, I don't think it should just be a statement. I think they need to make sure there is LGBT plus representation across the entire spectrum. Or, or as much as can be reasonably put into the game um, based on what would sort of naturally come out. Just sort of have people, you know, have trans wizards, have non-binary wizards, have bisexual wizards. Just throw it all in. Throw every single... Throw throw all of representation because Harry Potter is based on the real world and those are all real world people. And it might be... I guess it might be odd because it's sort of set in the past, I think. So, um, yeah. But again, they could show that that this world is accepting of people even if the person that created it isn't and they could show that hey we are like us developers that are pro all these issues are creating this game and so we're gonna put this stuff in i think you're 100 got a spot on there hamish um yes and then on that let's go into our final new story of the week there was so much to happen this week so we've had to cut a couple of bits out um but it's xbox the company near and dear to my heart ollie can Get out of here with all of his Sony Last of Us Part Two uh, PS Five. I'm just here. Pl- I'm just here playing some good exclusive games. Just I'm fine. Gone. Thanos snapped out of existence by Xbox's <laughs> Summer Game Fest demo event, where they're going to have over sixty unique titles available for people to download and stream through their Xbox consoles throughout um, the week from July 21st to July 27th. I'm just not going to see you that week. You'll just be hooked to your Xbox the entire time. Say, hello, my love, just how are you? And you'll just be doing whatever happens pump, on Xbox. Pump the gaming <laughs> fluid right into my veins, because this is excellent. I think Xboxalent. Xboxalent. Wow. That should be a strap line. Because regardless of who's doing it, whether it's Xbox or Sony or anybody, I think this is a great example of how E3 and gaming events should be in the modern times. And also, I think it's perfect for the COVID-19 situation. Basically, no one can go to any of these gaming events. So let's bring the gaming event to them. And one of the most fun thing about going to a gaming event, when I've been to them, is getting to play a slice of something that's not out yet or is being worked on and you can sort of be super excited for it so i got to play uh, mario odyssey a few months before it came out at a, an event that nintendo was at and it was really really fun and i felt really special and i unfortunately though did have to wait in a very long queue and actually oh, no. i got kind of lucky the first day it was a two-day event the first day i waited in the queue realized it was going to take like two hours and left then the next morning got there very very early and got right to the front but for a lot of people that maybe weren't as lucky as me they'd have to wait hours and upon hours upon hours xbox is just bringing these demos to people so good on xbox yeah um i'm gonna have to not shut you down here but you know take my playstation stance from this a bit go on ollie get in there Uh, it's probably it's probably a bit biased i'm just gonna say it's a bit of a shame that there's not many Xbox first party titles revealed at the moment on these demos. Um, I've looked at the list. There's some okay ones, you know, Destroy All Humans is a uh, really interesting title, one which looks good. Skatebird, that looks really fun if you sort of like birds and you like skating. Uh, <laughs> and <then it's>, <laughs> Skatebird? Skatebird, I, I, I know that's what it's about. It's literally you play as a bird 
going skateboarding. It looks fun. Yeah, skateboard looks awesome, Ollie. I'm I'm legit being serious. It looks I've good. seen skateboard they, before. They look great. I am Ollie's so games. excited for it. You say you've seen skateboard but, before. You're looking on Google Images no, now. I've seen, no, it was at a Nintendo. <laughs> it was. At, I swear, Exposed. it was at a Nintendo event a while ago. Yeah, that's the thing. It was a. I think it was at a Nintendo Direct skateboard. Um, yeah, so but they are. It's it's all indie titles for now, and I hope. Um, that it changes after the next Xbox event, which is rumoured to take place actually the day before um, this Xbox demo thing goes live. So if they reveal, bam, you know, or they won't do... They could do Halo Infinite um, demo on Xbox One, I guess, or some some sort of big event demo where they have a first-party title. That would definitely make it better, because at the moment, the list of games, it's, it, it could be better. Um, which kind of sums up the whole Xbox's library. There's, there's, so I think they've shown off quantity. six already, and there's going to be 60. There probably won't be many of great quality, and they've already put out that some of the demos are going to be very early demos, so they aren't they aren't indicative of what the final cut will look like. But I think that's all saying this is what we would take to a gaming event. And I yeah, think it's, it's the way forward, definitely. Um, you know, I, I wish Nintendo and Sony did this. Oh, sorry. I think they'd be good to have some of their big games, like you mentioned, Ollie. Because as well, you know, someone's going to come in for Halo Infinite, they're going to give it a go, and then they're going to see, oh, what are the other games? And they might see Skatebirds and a few others and try them out. So for these indie titles that are a bit smaller, it's going to get people playing them. And it's like, oh, you know, I didn't think I'd like Skatebird, but I really, I've been able to play a slice of it for free. And so when it comes out, in a day, a week, a month's time, maybe even a year's time, people go, oh, I remember that game. I'm going to give those people that money. And I think it can only do good for people. Exactly. Maybe, maybe they just don't want to release a new a Halo Infinite demo in case it's pretty bad. True. Oof. Oh, well. <laughs> <sighs> After Halo 5, I don't trust them. <laughs> I don't think... I thought Halo 5 was okay. It had its moments. Had its moments. <laughs> it's not, not the best... Uh, praise you can give a Halo game. And finally, actually, I think I said the final one was the last one was our final one, but actually, I think it's worth just mentioning this, asking everyone's opinion. Uh, on the dampener that was Ollie's opinion on next gen gaming from Xbox, we all might be feeling a dampener about next gen gaming from every platform, given that it looks like the price of a game is going to go up to typically $60 for current gen, going up to $69.99. Uh, Ollie, you were yeah. saying what it was in pounds? £64.99 um, will be what it's going up to, I think. Damn. For the UK. That's a lot for a video game. But I'm, I don't, it, it might be a bit less. It could be fifty. It could be fifty nine ninety nine, depending on the um, retailer and the sort of game. Because um, it's this is all based off NBA 2K, um, the sort of basketball game. And I think its prices for next-gen games, in my opinion, from what I've been sort of looking at, was already on the sort of pricey side of them. So if you buy sort of AAA titles in the current gen console, like The Last of Us 2, um, it, these games cost, I think, forty nine ninety nine was what I got them for, whereas they're about fifty four ninety nine on the current gen. So I think there might be... It could be fifty nine ninety nine six or sixty four ninety nine on the next gen, but the point is it will be a sort of a £5 to $10 price hike um, in the games. Yeah, I th- I think was on the one hand not great that things are going up. On the other hand, in terms of how inflation works, it had to happen at some point. It's yeah, it's been fifteen years since games have uh, increased in price. Um, games have been of a similar sort of level since the Xbox three hundred and sixty PS three era, sort of. Um, apologies if you can hear some motorbikes in my background. That's okay. Uh, so yeah, they've they've kind of been of the same level for fifteen years. So as you said, with inflation, it 
was only a matter of time. Um, I mean, it builds on the story we had, I think, was it last week or the week before from uh, the former Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO, Sean Layden, who said that games are getting so expensive here, it's an unsustainable practice to make these uh, 50-hour AAA games and sell them for £50. You're going to have to increase the price or just decrease the length of games and try and have a more sort of, what's the right way to phrase it, I guess, sort of a refined sort of 20-hour game where it's amazing and every moment is perfect, but it costs less and it lasts uh, it doesn't last as long. And I think you will see, at least for the start of a generation, people will be sticking to the model of we'll make these games which are quite long and they take a long time to make, but we'll put the prices up. And it might only be in a few years when people start to come out with new games when um, we see the sort of change in how games are made. Town of Salem is £5. Wow. <laughs> I know. It was free when I signed up to it. Very, very cheap. Very, very cheap. Game like Izzy and you'll be okay. Well, <laughs> on that note Let's then... play Fortnite, it's free. Yeah, Fortnite is free. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but on the note of gaming like Izzy... Yeah. Let's go into our big topic of the week, which is gaming with your partner. And... <laughs> Um, Izzy, mm-hmm. as my partner, what it's like? What is it like to game with me? Um, it's fun because I get to wind you up. Because what happens is, because I I study English and creative writing, and I am a writer, and I do all of that side of things, and so on a lot of games that Hamish plays and loves, the characters are very two dimensional. That is just <laughs> fact. I think in The Witcher, I think Siri is a nothing character. She's just a plot device. She's That's the books. I it may be from the books, but they could have. When you adapt something, you're supposed to actually add value to it, as opposed to just take it as is and just shove it in a game. And so Siri is just typical spoilt chosen one. <laughs> in life is strange. Get out of here. I think that the characters oh, are built is, out is... of stereotypes as opposed to giving them actual personalities traits. And I think there's so much potential, and they could be a lot better. And so. That is, that is the, I think, the hottest gaming take we've had on this show. Life is <laughs> yeah, we had that characterization. We had that um, our hottest gaming takes, and I don't think any of them uh, would have outshone that one. To be <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think Life is Strange, great idea, great concept. I think the characters have lots of potential, but so the main character adheres to every single, like, in, not indie, how would you describe her? Indie's a good word. In edgy teen edgy teen angsty teen <laughs> stereotype that is right right to the point that she plays the guitar acoustic guitar and just plays this very edgy song I think obviously it's great to have edgy teen characters and it's great to have indie characters and stuff like that but you don't have to just drill into every single stereotype what you can do is you can take some elements from one stereotype some elements from another stereotype and just add layers and layers and layers and create a three-dimensional character you didn't give it time to build the layers because you played for all of eight minutes and then you stopped I played two episodes (laughs) and then you spoken like a true video game journalist (laughs) (laughs) you you played eight minutes 
I've played two episodes and then you just explained the entire plot for a few hours. Wow. That's not true. That's not quite how it happened. <laughs> well, a few hours over the years that we've been dating. Um, grad- gradually, Hamish has just explained the plot to Life is Strange. It's a good game. He does. <laughs> what, your relationship. what he does is he does TED Talks. So I would say a gaming hot take like I just did. And he stands up and he presents his arguments in a TED talk. I cannot get a word in. And about, you know, half an hour later, I, I don't know. So you just give up and you're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> can, can you're we wrong. do something else? You know, we disagree with that as a writer. I know nothing about characters. No, I'm sure the characters are a lot better than I give them credit for. It's just this winds Hamish up so much and I love it. <laughs> you never play. See, Lucy was talking about um, Breath of the Wild, Ollie's favourite game. You again played all of five minutes of Celeste and stopped playing it. Uh, it's because he brainwashed me because he knew that I was very impressionable when I first got my Switch. And I was like, oh, I don't know what games to play next. And he was like, I'll send you a copy of Breath of the Wild. It was a nice gesture. Yeah, no, it was. It was. Like I'm it was joking. Get Celeste. Celeste is good. I'm just no good at it. Get Celeste. That's the problem with Celeste. Switch. It's, it's quite cheap. Get it. Get it. Um, no. So Lucy, how do you find gaming with Ollie? We've been playing Animal Crossing a lot, haven't we? And it's actually been really yeah. nice because obviously we haven't seen each other for like three months now. Yeah. And um, like when we, because I think I got my Switch in Animal Crossing like at the end of March. It was when the hype of Animal Crossing was like getting into full swing. And then it, it was just, we spent like a long time, like a few nights a week, like meeting up on each other's islands mean, and stuff. It was, I was fully addicted to Animal Crossing for a good Few it weeks, was really uh, good was, though, wasn't it? It's was great. You basically yeah, built we, my island for me because I just never had any money, so you just like well, built my bridges yeah, and stuff. I, I think I had well I had a few weeks head start on you and knew sort of I was like, here's some tips you can do and then I was like so obviously you came to my island, not to flex, but you know. It's quite <laughs> impressive. Quite an impressive island when you were uh, first. It's showy, first that's that's the thing. <laughs> I had lots of time to spend on it, you know, I'd finished all the exams and stuff. Um, but no, it was, it's just a great, I think I've read a few articles about it and we've talked about it in the podcast in, in the past about, it's just, it was the perfect storm, the time it came out to sort yeah, of definitely. bring people together, Animal Crossing, you know, it's uh, a game which is accessible to anyone, you don't have to know how to shoot a gun, you don't have to know how to move about in a game, which is a big issue, which uh, lots of people have, you know, just how to play games in general, it was very accessible easy to pick up title um you know people came about they were like well what do i do i've got i've just got some money from a student loan or i want to get something new to pay uh to play and animal crossing came out at the perfect time and i'm so glad lucy that you got it uh we had lots of fun so we played with like about. friends and stuff as well didn't we like yeah. we'd have like a few people come to like, an island and it was just like a nice way to socialize with people when they're all around the country and stuff exactly it's been perfect yeah um it's 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 really awesome to get to sort of connect over gaming. We uh, we did a bit of that through Fortnite whilst you were while we were separated. Um, yeah. Did, what else did we? I felt like there was something else we played a lot of online. Club Penguin. We did play before Club Penguin. we <laughs> before it was revealed that it was bad. Before it got shut down because yeah. it was harboring yeah. some less than good people. Yeah. Before we found out all of that stuff, I mean, Izzy thought it was a genuine. Actual I didn't know it was fake. Okay, I, I'm sorry. It's just my childhood memories. As I've already said, I loved Club Penguin as a kid. I used to love Club Penguin. Yeah, as well. I was just excited, and I was like, I thought what happened was Disney 
government's response to coronavirus was to build up a lovely platform for people to get the nostalgia and to play on. <laughs> and then I thought they just made everyone members just to be nice, just so that people can have this world to live in during the coronavirus. And then it turns out to be really sinister. Yeah, even though it plainly said on it, this is no affiliation with Disney. Didn't. It did. I've watched YouTube videos that said it did, I guess. But yeah, I just. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's like we have no affiliation with Disney, but we also will steal all of their copyrights. Yeah. Because I was going around reports, like, you know, you have that report feature in the original Disney. Every time there was someone who was a bit mean, I'd just report them thinking it was going to Disney and they would sort it. And <laughs> oh, it was just that's going so to Such a knock. <laughs> it was going to the, the mods of it who were actively <laughs> against the Disney shutting it down. No, to be fair, it probably did deserve to get shut down in the end. Um, Though what we have been doing uh, now that we're able to lock down together is playing more board games again because a lot of people joke that with Izzy I was able to sort of reverse engineer a gaming girlfriend take someone that didn't seem that interesting a lot of people joke you joke that is your joke (laughs) no that's Wilkie's (laughs) that was Wilkie's joke and my flatmate's joke it's not my joke I think it's mean because that undermines the fact that Izzy is a gamer Um, she plays she really likes Smash Bros she likes Fortnite I love Smash Bros I will only play Peach I will only play Peach and the other thing that Izzy loves are board games which I think are often missed out of sort of gaming gamer culture Uh, so she loves playing Coup we've played that one quite frequently Um, for her birthday I got her sort of the new this newer version it's so so cool in coup it's a it's a hidden role game and their idea is you don't know what roles people are and you've got to sort of work out what they are based on their actions and you can bluff and it's it's really awesome if you like board games give it a go Uh, but this new version also randomizes what roles you can have you as a player you will know which roles are of the like 30 which five are in the, the game that you are playing. But it means that you can go from one game into the next game and have completely different setups and it provides a lot more versatility. So that's been a lot of fun. And then the other game we've been playing a lot recently that I put on our Instagram is Disney's Villainous. Because mm-hmm. like branded board games can be really terribly awful. They they cash in on whatever whatever's popular hyped up at the moment and they aren't good but Disney's Villainous is honestly so brilliant it's really good it shows because the idea is you play as a Disney villain and they have their key objective um, and they have their own board game and their key objective that they need to do and they have to do things like face their fate and they have to play different cards as well and just everything they do is in order, order to get their goal and I think the writer in me says that it really shows how well written these characters are. The fact that they have this really clear goal and they would do anything that they can in order to achieve it. And the fact that they're moving around their, um, whatever influence they have, whether it's an amount of henchmen or, um, if you play as, um, Ursula, you get to do binding contracts and control people that way. And it's just so cool to see how these characters function because you really get in their heads and you say, ah, this is why they did that to the hero because all they wanted is this objective. Obviously, they're still evil, but you, it's really fun to play from their perspective. Yeah, so it's a, it's a card game. Each character has their own deck and yeah, you have this board that you play them to and it gets you to move around the board and complete whatever their goal was from the original film. So Ursula's goal 
um, was to get the tri- trident and the crown backed, and you've got, to, and she wanted to be in her lair, a sort of queen of all the oceans, and so that's her objective in the game. And the way she she does this is is very similar to how she does it in the film. Um, and then what's really cool though is because again, kind of like the second version of coup that i mentioned you can have lots of combinations of different villains fighting out against each other um every villain also has their own fate deck so for ursula um as an action as one of the other players you can make a villain face their fate and it makes you know the hero show up and try and foil them in different ways and just sort of as he was saying how it's all well interconnected is is really really brilliant so again if you like board games play play disney's villainous because I especially love the Ursula one because it shows that Ariel isn't even the main... Isn't Ariel's just a pawn in Ursula's big game. <laughs> and I just love that. And I also love that I won. No, you didn't. <laughs> excuse Aww. me, excuse me. That's, that's the best thing. You didn't win that game. No, you you lost that game. I lost the second game. I, lost, lost the f- I won the first game. And I was completely exhausted. You played as Captain Hook. I played as Captain Hook and I was asleep for half the game and yet I beat Hamish. <laughs> you did very well. Oh, see, that's the thing when me and Lucy play games. You know, I'm, it's just <laughs> what, you, what are you going to say? Lucy, beat Lucy every single time. That's literally not true. That's 100 percent not true. I, think, I swear, I always win when we play Mario Kart. No, no, that's 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 the biggest lie I've ever heard. <laughs> um, uh, I believe the you one lie. game I when you, you beat me a few times was we played not Mario Party, but the Mario Party Rhythm Games. <laughs> uh, it's very so specific niche, isn't niche. It? Yeah, the, it's because you have little... like no rhythm whatsoever. Wow, you yes, I really like this... those. It's really good, that isn't it? Like the the it's mini games great. on that game. Yeah, the mini games on Mario Party are the best part. Everyone knows that. You know, the actual board game part of Mario Party is it's okay, um, but the mini games really make the game. But there's a completely separate mode to it, which like some sort of rhythm game type thing where you have to solve like Doom. Nintendo-based actions to a beat. So it can be like jumping mm. up and hitting a block as Mario, or like chopping some wood um, as... I don't know any Nintendo characters <laughs> chop wood. Um, but it's it's what basically... It's the Mario Party... It's like si- Just Dance it's, crossed with Mario Party, isn't it? Yeah, Just what? Dance crossed with Mario Party. It's, it's on the Switch version crazy. of Mario Party. I... And it's, it's really fun. Um, and I remember we played it... At, my house for a good few hours because Lucy kept refusing to accept defeat <laughs> until finally <laughs> she you won one game and we finished. That's the game that like, counts, though. That's yeah, the exactly. game that counts. And I was like, "Fine, you win. <laughs> Can we play yeah, but something else?" The thing is, you haven't seen me on a Wii, have you? You've never seen me play like Just Dance on a Wii or anything like the that. Class- the classic mm. response from anybody who's ever played games: "Oh, I'm really good at Mario Kart Wii." It's like, exactly. <laughs> She's wow. A, sure. All Mario cards sure. are exactly the same. If you were good on Wii, you should be good on any of them. And it's exactly. not true. It's not the same experience. I don't have the steering wheel with the, like, you put the remote in the middle. Like, if I'm not in the zone, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> on our second date, we played games, didn't we? Because you brought your Switch to our second oh date. Oh my god. And we played Smash <laughs> Bros. Well, no, because you said you wanted That's to. That's really cute, to be fair. Because I fancied you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Now I feel awesome. silly. Wholesome. <laughs> it worked, um, didn't it? I, it did work. I mean, I it was our second date and I was driving up to Warwick to 
come and see you. And I wasn't entirely sure how it was going to go. I thought it would go great, but you know, just in case, I can go and just sit somewhere behind my Switch, I guess. Was sort of, you know, <laughs> backup use. plan. The Switch was the backup plan. The Switch was the Switch could play part backup plan, part main plan. You know, double up on everything. Be prepared. <laughs> Thanks so much. I mean, it worked. So that's all that matters, isn't it? Yeah. And I enjoy Smash Bros because it's one that I can win in. You sometimes win Smash Bros. <laughs> oh, excuse me. All the time. All the time. I got- Not all the time. You might win sort of one or two in every ten, <laughs> which is pretty <sighs> good. Which is pretty good. You're very good. See, the reason why I like Smash Bros is because growing up, we had a Wii. And me and my brother, uh, excuse me, Hamish, listen to my life story, please. Um, <laughs> me and my brother would always play on that wheel, and he was always more into it and always better, so he would always win, unless it is Smash Bros, and I would use Peach's B action, which is hacha, and it would just kick him off the map every single time, and I just won every single Smash Bros against him. Um, obviously, those skills did not work against Hamish quite as much. Oh. But I've still beaten him. You have well, beaten me. As someone who's played quite well, a decent amount of Smash Bros. with Hamish, his style is just hide in the corner of the map until he eventually wins by default. He's a snake. No, it's because well, yes. that's that's a that's a one v one in a three people scenario. If it, in a two person scenario, I'm a little bit more gung ho. But it's just it's a little bit hard when there's lots of players all around. Thing is, you've got rhythm and I don't. So whenever I go to her it's chat, you've already blocked it. And whenever I do my B to have my toad protect me, sorry, in Peach, you get a, your defense as toad protects you. You always time it there, so throw that your min- throw your <laughs> servants in the way of my fighting moves. It's letting them get beat up for you. So mean, so cruel. Well, you always dodge toad. I've never played Smash fair. Bros. I don't think. Oh, well, it's because. Oh, I think I, I was like, John, to play Smash Bros. And you're like, what is it? And I went, oh, you fight as Nintendo characters. And I think you just went, no. <laughs> I quite like the sound of it now. We should have a Smash Bros. night this week. Because yeah. when we did it with Hugh, it was so good. And Min Min's just come out. Min uh, Min. It's a new arms, arms fighter. Yeah. She's That's a okay. noodle woman. She's really cool. She has a dragon on her arm. I'm sticking to Peach. K- Kirby for life. That's all I'll say. Does it have Daisy? Oh, I like Daisy. It does have Daisy. Daisy. Daisy's really good. She's got good powers. Because she's just like Peach. That's why I always played as Daisy. Whenever someone else took Peach, I was always like, okay, we'll go with Daisy. (laughs) In the narrative of Mario, who is Daisy? Luigi's... Well, it's like the Luigi to Mario, I guess. She's she's the princess, I think, in Mario 2. Like, the weird one. Mm. (laughs) Um... Uh, she she's she has appeared in one of the mainline games as like the princess. That she's a strong independent save. woman though. She has her own farm, so she's a strong, oh, we stand strong her. independent woman. Mumu Farm is hers. Yeah. Uh, Daisy gets stuff done. I'm yeah. good at Mumu Farm. I'm good on on the Mario Kart. My best one is the quad biking one. You, you do quite... jumps. I'm actually quite good at that one. I win that one. You win that one more often than you win Smash Bros. I'd say you're still just behind me, but. Oh no, not on that one. It's more of a competition. Uh -uh. It's more of a competition. Well, Lucy, I wonder if I'll be able to convince you to play some of The Last of Us 2. You said it's scary, though. (laughs) It's not that scary, just a few bits of it. And (laughs) if you have to, like, kill people and stuff, like, I don't want to do any of that. That's every game. Yeah, I don't like that. Not Animal Crossing, Ollie. Not Animal Crossing. (laughs) Breath of the Wild, what do you think happens to those poor 
I can't remember the, the skeletons enemies and stuff, but it's not the same, others. is it? It's because they're oh. other dolly. They're not they're real people. people. <laughs> they're people they're, too. They're goblin. If you play The Last of Us, you too, you'd know. Also, this stuff about the dog, I don't want to do that. Oh, it's fine. You don't have to do it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll, tr- I'll try it. Like I'll, try I'll it. give it a go. Are you gonna put Lucy through like the Kingsman scenario? You know, she gets to be, she gets to join Kingsman if she kills the dog. <laughs> In the Last of Us, can neither That's... confirm nor deny what happens to dogs in the Last of Us. <laughs> oh my God, Ollie, I'm so distressed. Oh no, you'll just have to well, you'll have to buy that, a PS4. On that bombshell of an episode, it was actually really fun. But on that sort of whole thing, I just I don't want to know what happens anyway. Um, thank you very much for everybody for being on the show. Thank you very much to Izzy and Lucy for putting up with this and also putting up with me and Ollie genuine generally. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like all, based on what Lucy was saying at the beginning I feel like Ollie and I probably talk a lot about video games oh no never <laughs> bore you to death with <laughs> no never I'm always so interested Everything. in what you talk about in video games like, video games are cool and you've got good takes on them as a video game journalist I think you're a really good journalist and I read all of your articles and I think Ollie's a really good journalist and I've read a lot of his articles and I think they've been really interesting and so very good writers, very good topics. Um, just <laughs> Hamish isn't as good a gamer as I am, and I feel like that just <laughs> leads him to lots of insecurities, so I downplay my own love of gaming. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's well, de- I think that's the case. I also want to say thank you to everybody for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review us on whatever podcast service you're listening on. In addition, please share us with your friends, if not to listen to the whole show, but just our really cool opening theme song, uh, which is made by Joseph McDade. You can find more of his work at josephmcdade.com. There's a link down below. He has a lot of free music that you can use, and you can pay him money to get him to do a song for you as well, which would be really, really cool if you've got any podcast wants and desires. Um, I'd like to say thank you to everybody that uh, all of the game journalists that um, we've used their articles from today we've got quite a lot of news that we've got through so again there'll be links down below please give them a click if you can finally um, actually I don't think there's anything else to say that's it done that that was the finally so yeah (laughs) that's it finally (laughs) thanks to Hamish and Ollie yes thank you doing the warthog and letting us on yeah yeah no thank you for coming on being great guests well with all of that i think it's time to say goodbye from me goodbye from me goodbye from me goodbye from me bye Bye.